Welcome to the Extra Point Podcast for today, Tuesday, September 22nd. And I'm really glad you've joined us today. My name is Todd Stiles, one of the pastors at First Family Church. And the Extra Point Podcast is designed to help us bring further insight, uh, extra material, some bonus information to the sermon we preached just the previous Sunday. And I'm really excited for this Tuesday's episode as we'll look at some things about the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now, perhaps you're wondering why this topic. It's because it's alluded to in verses 6 through 8 of 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And that's where we were Sunday as we looked at the reasoning for church discipline. And as we said Sunday, that that eight-word phrase, um, for Christ our Passover lamb has been sacrificed, provides all the reasoning the church needs to cleanse themselves from sin and to celebrate the festival in sincerity and truth. So all of our actions, as well as an understanding of who we are, they rest on and they're they reasoned from this simple phrase in verse 7, where Paul says, uh, Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. And of course, that phrase brings up a lot of imagery, not only about the Passover, but in verses 6 and 8, he talks about uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread and being a new lump, a new batch, uh, the idea of leaven being removed. And so I wanted to bring some more insight into that feast. We mentioned it just briefly Sunday, uh, but let me just share a few things about that feast that I think are very intriguing, and they'll help us understand more of our Lord's heart, uh, not only towards sin, but for His church. First of all, the Feast of Unleavened Bread um, the bread involved in that, which was unleavened bread, of course, was in Deuteronomy called the bread of haste. Now, you may consider that kind of an odd name, but here's why it was considered the bread of haste. Uh, this is found in Deuteronomy 16.3. Uh, it's because they were told to, to make this bread without leaven because it, was, it would be quick to make that way. And they were to have their sandals on, their bags packed, so to speak. And eat this bread quickly because it was on the night of the tenth plague, and they would need to uh, flee Egypt quickly once the death angel passed. And so instead of taking all the time to let the bread rise from the yeast, which was leaven, uh, instead of taking and waiting all that time, the Lord instructed them, you make your bread without leaven because you'll need to get out of here in a hurry. And so it's referred to as the bread of haste. I don't know that this is a primary spiritual or scriptural application, but I do think of this, that when it comes to sin, we should be quick to run from it. And just as they on that night were quick to uh, um, not include leaven in their bread so that they could make it quickly and get out of Egypt quickly, uh, leaven as a picture of sin is something we want to run quickly from. But just an interesting point there, it was called the bread of haste. Um, also, it was a a bread of purity, or we could even say it was a feast of purity. As you know, from Exodus chapter 12, as well as Leviticus 23, the Feast of Unleavened Bread was really a seven-day um, time period in which they were not allowed to eat any leaven. In fact, they weren't allowed to have any leaven in their home. They had to search and scour their home prior to this to remove any leaven anywhere. And, of course, on the first day of this feast, they were to have a, a, a national gathering, a convocation, it's called, and they were to have one also on the final day. Uh, 
These were both Sabbath days for this feast. And so what you have here is you have a Passover on the first day, uh, and then, which is a standalone event. And then the following day, you begin the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And so what you have really is eight days in which the focus is on, here's the sacrifice for our sin. Now let's live in light of that sacrifice and not have any sin, or in their case, physically, no leaven in our house or near us or in our food. Now think of that, that they had to have uh, a house with no leaven. And this was the only means by which they could, you know, make their bread and um, uh, have it rise. And of course, bread in those cultures was a staple item. But for seven days, they had to remember um, the Passover and God's deliverance of them. And then for those seven days, not eat any leaven. And so I can imagine what it must have been like uh, searching and scouring your house for leaven, getting rid of every bit of it, eating for a week with no leaven. Uh, It was a constant daily reminder of how we should be sensitive um, and proactive about sin and and not willing to let it reside at all in any part of our life. Remember, leaven is a a quick spreading, uh, and we could even use the word infectious agent. And so the, the metaphor is really clear. Don't tolerate a single bit of it when it comes to sin, for leaven pictures that. Don't tolerate a single bit of it, but be Uh, committed to clearing your life of it on a regular basis. Now, an interesting question is this. If they were to cleanse their house of all the leaven and remove it, then how would they get leaven for the week after the Feast of Unleavened Bread? Like, how did they go and get leaven so that they could enjoy bread for the next, you know, 51 weeks, so to speak? Well, interestingly, leaven is uh, often found in a naturally wild form on different berries, on different grapes. This is actually called wild yeast. And so I suspect that though they cleared it from their houses, that perhaps in their uh, gardens or maybe their fields, then after this week was over, they would uh, glean some of this, and then they would put a little bit into a, a little batch of dough and then let that ferment, and then that would supply them for the next week, and they probably did this on a weekly basis, keeping some, um, you know, leavened bread handy. But then when the feast, when the Passover came, and they had to get ready for the Feast of Unleavened Bread, they would clear all of that out and live for a week with no leaven. But they would just go outside, hopefully after that last week, and just kind of uh, glean it again and provide the leaven they needed for the rest of the year. So just an interesting observation of how they may have gotten yeast for most of their year and yet lived without it for a week. A final point to note on today's episode is an interesting phrase in Exodus twelve fifteen concerning those who would eat leaven during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. In other words, who would blatantly disregard God's command. Um, the, the Bible says that they were to be cut off from Israel. I think that's an Old Testament reference to the same concept we see in the New Testament as church discipline. In fact, the words cut off are mentioned in the Old Testament 35 to 40 times, and it has a couple of meanings. It can mean uh, someone is removed from the benefits of the people of God, as in Israel's situation. They would be separated or um, set outside of, the, of, the, of God's people. It can also mean that God would take their life. 
And both of those would be similar, of course, to what we see in 1 Corinthians 5, in which a church is to remove someone from the benefits of the fellowship and were to hand them over to Satan. And then God may choose to use that as a means by which he uh, takes their life and in the end actually saves them from, the, from further damage from sin. But here's what I want you to notice is that there was a penalty, even in the Old Testament, uh, for a blatant, unrepentant attitude towards God's command. So as you think about your participation in and uh, in the church as being one of God's people, sometimes the concept of church discipline is looked at as harsh or odd or perhaps even new. It's a definitely counterculture. I just want to remind you, it's really not new in God's economy. God has always taken sin seriously, and he's always expected his people to deal with blatant, unrepentant sin in their midst. And so I just want to make sure that we're aware, uh, while it may be countercultural, it's not a new concept in God's economy and for God's people. So let's just, com- be, let's just commit ourselves again to being exactly that, God's people who love him and submit to his word. Let's continue to um, do exactly as they did in the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Let's take a microscope to our life and to the house of our life. Let's scour it and search it for any trace of sin, or as in the physical metaphor, any trace of leaven. And let's be committed to living in sincerity and in truth um, as God's people in this current time. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening in, and I'll talk to you on our next episode next week.